0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. On today's show, we have your usual Dynamite preview, uh, plus some thoughts that I had on wrestling media, as well as a uh, just a gargantuan mailbag this week, guys. You just did great. Uh, So uh, I'll be back with that and more in a minute. Welcome in, wrestling fans. It's great to be with you uh, another week here on The Next Pillar, your AEW podcast, where each and every week we bring you a blend of entertainment and insight uh, from all the latest happenings. Or, wait, no, inspired by all the latest happenings. I'm coming up with this on the fly. Uh, In all elite wrestling. Uh, So that's what we give you each and every week here on the show. Uh, My name is Blake. You find me on Twitter at Blake on Wax. Find the show on all your social media at NextPillarAEW. And if you'd like to be in the listener mailbag, well, I've got some good news. Uh, You just can email NextPillarAEW at gmail.com. And uh, this is one thing I will say. We had a great turnout with the mail this week, uh, for starters. Uh, like I really did not expect to get that many. Um, it reminded me of the episode of the The Simpsons where Bart's running for president and everyone forgets to vote kind of thing. I feel like that's what's been going on with the viewer mail. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll talk more about The Simpsons later, believe it or not. Um, I had a lot of uh, questions this week, just a ton and uh, one one thing I did just want to get off the bat is, uh, in one of the emails, someone said that uh, sometimes when I say A-W, it sounds like I'm saying A&W, uh, like the restaurant or the root beer. And um, I, I got to be honest, I think that's because of like the Chris Jericho thing that he did. the, the He did that like food thing. I've, and he talks about, you know, going to a&, A&W as a kid. Uh, I think it's like an Inception thing. I think that person just was thinking about A&W myself i have not been to an a&w um since i was a kid uh and there was a joint a&w kfc i realized you know about three miles down the road and uh what i was gonna do is this opening segment uh i was gonna review it you know i was gonna try the a&w and maybe do a little food review here um and uh unfortunately it was closed um the thing that was i am going to try to go there again, though, but I, I'm probably not going to do it on the show now, especially not since I've uh, been talking about it. Uh, you know, the nice thing about the A&W uh, KFC, of course, is that they have the proprietary Mountain Dew at the KFC. Uh, it's like a sweet tea Mountain Dew. Uh, it's just incredible. Not to encroach. Sorry, Rich. I know you're on the Mountain Dew beat. I don't want to encroach, uh, but I do just from time to time. Appreciate the uh, fountain exclusives. Um, Love the witch, witch lemonade. That's great. I've never tried the, uh, the Bojangles. I believe it's like a tropical punch, Um, but it sounds just amazing. Um, So of course the big question of the day, Uh, a question about Cody Rhodes, of course. Um, Yeah. So I had a quick message from Jeremy uh, just asking me uh, what my take is on the Cody Rhodes departure, um, his take it's it seems like is that it's ultimately a positive thing. Uh, in parentheses, no more forty minute shoot promos. Um, well, uh, you know, I want let's think about that for a minute. You know, because you know, as I'm wont to do, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of just like taking in uh, some pretty weird takes out there. Um, although none of them are weirder than this guy who is like comparing Steve Austin and Mike Tyson, uh, you know, in 97, 98, uh, to Cody Rhodes and Steve Austin today, as in like, this is the, the turn of the Monday night war, uh, that just, wow. Um, and I'm also seeing, uh, you know, folks out there, uh, you know, mentioning just you know, how much of an influence Cody has had on the business over the past 20 years um, and just various other positive things, you know, his his work in the ring, you know, we think just that ladder match, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago, hard to imagine, you know, thinking it's like a positive thing uh, to lose, you know, that kind of talent in the ring because ultimately that is what it's all about. Uh, you know, unfortunately though, you know, his, this like apparent insistence he had uh, on not turning heel uh, it made some for some very unsettling uh, segments, uh, and unsettling is exactly the word to use. Uh, it's like a particular moment in a wrestling crowd where you can tell that the crowd, uh, and it's not X Pac heat. It's not the same thing. It's more of like um, a feeling of like dis- where you're almost like disturbed, you know, uh, and not yeah, not in a good way, you know. Uh, it that's no one tur- no one turns on wrestling to see a crowd, uh, you know, act kind of like. Uh, I don't know, like they just saw like a dead raccoon or something. Um, and that's exactly how a lot of uh, Cody and, you know, especially Brandy's segments on TV have been, unfortunately. Um, and you have to throw Brandy into things as well. You know, like that has to be in the and cal- the calculus. Cause when you're talking, uh, you know, Cody has had, he's, he's done some bad character work. Frankly, he's had some bad TV uh, segments. Um, but he's also had some good ones and he's also done some tremendous work in the ring. Um, and then you look at a Brandy Rhodes who has really brought nothing of note, you know, in the ring, uh, you know, quite contrary and is just like, uh, you know, brought some of the worst segments, you know, that I can recall, you know, on dynamite, um, that calculus has to be thrown in there when, you know, putting Brandy Rhodes on TV means that, someone else isn't on TV. I know that sounds obvious, but like you really do have to think of that calculus when you think about what happened today. Um and yeah, you know, for me it's ultimately Randy that makes this like a net positive for AEW fans, honestly. Uh you know, I've been sitting here watching her pile up wins in on dark, you know, like she, I think she like won like 9 matches in a row on dark. Um, And, you know, you get that same feeling that you have when you hear that there's like a new COVID variant somewhere. Like you're like, oh, no, like you'll feel like a little anxious and like maybe it's time to start drinking bleach again. You know what I mean? Uh, But to be spared, you know, that inevitable Brandy singles push of some kind that we all knew was coming. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, I do have enough faith that they would have known to not give one of the titles on her or something of that nature. Uh, but you knew that eventually, and maybe sooner rather than later, you know, with the Paige Van Zandt thing, uh, you know, Brandy's going to be taking some significant opportunities away from more talented women on this roster. Um, and, you know, I I already expected there to be, you know, some big signs of progress when it comes to that women's division this year. Uh, but, I mean, not having Brandy Rhodes on TV, uh, you know, to plan around is uh, I, just what a net boon, uh, you know, especially for that division. Um, so with that said, it's time to announce something. You know, I have something to announce. This is my big announcement of the day. And that's... Was wrong. So yeah, I was wrong. Um, you know, similar to the whole Nelly Furtado situation. Um, I talked about this issue weeks ago, and I was like, "There's no way Cody Rhodes is leaving." Are you guys stupid? Like, uh, and. Of course I feel dumb about that now. Of course I do. I'm not, you know. And The thing is, though, is that a lot of other people had that take, too. Like, there were a lot of other people speaking just as confidently as I was. uh, Those with much more knowledge of the situation than I have, even. Um, But, uh, you know, we were kind of all banking on two things. And that was that Cody had these shows on the Turner Network. And that we thought that Cody wasn't dumb. Uh, we, we thought he wasn't dumb enough to like think that. Hey, this this WWE run is just a great idea. Uh, I mean, let's let's look at this like realistically. Best case scenario, he's getting like bigged, you know, like they'll give him the title, uh, you know, for a few months, but they'll make it clear he's not a top guy, and then you won't see him ever again, you know. And a lot of people, have, a lot, uh, you know, I I probably even sound like I'm talking like Joe on flagship right now because of how much I associate that idea with him but I uh it it really is what would happen you know and people have seen this and they they know what it is you know um but can you imagine believing you know uh like no this time is going to be different you know and uh you know I I I understand you know some people are saying like he probably has some assurances you know But like ask CM Punk, you know, how that goes, you know, how that wish list that he had, you know, back in 2011, you know, Uh, like, yeah, you can be WWE champion for 400 days. But like you're going to be wrestling in the mid card uh, or you're going to be like wrestling John Cena in the main event and making him look good, Uh, even though you're the champion, you know, Um, that's what Vince does you know and Vince loves to bring people back you always hear that um and more often than not it's to humiliate someone you know as we've seen you know with Jim Ross how many times uh and so many other examples you know um so back to Cody though you know i just kind of find the whole thing a little depressing you know uh i see some folks out there you know they're saying you know that it can't be like just a money thing uh but honestly you know I actually do think that that idea is worth considering more. Um, You know, I'm a big NBA fan. Um, Just, I don't want to talk about the Blazers right now. So don't, please don't ask me about that. Uh, Not even, not in the mail. Definitely not in the mailbag. Um, And it, uh, you know, it reminds me of how often you'll see a player who, uh, you know, they'll sign for a huge amount of money um, on a team that's like obviously not going to make the playoffs that year or anytime soon. And then you wonder, like, oh, well, why didn't that player, you know, sign with our team or, like, another team that, like, would be a contender if they had that player? And, uh, you know, it's easy for us, you know, because it's all millions to us. You know, we assume, like, you know, what's, you know, what's the difference, you know? But, like, it's a different thing to be in that situation, Um, you know, like, when you're an athlete and your entire livelihood depends on your body being able to hold up. Um, You know, I remember... This interview that Cody did on uh, Wrestling, the YouTube thing, uh, where he mentioned uh, just kind of like wanting to slow things down in a few years, like that, you know, he was kind of looking towards, you know, wrestling less and eventually retiring. Um, I can totally imagine being in his position and thinking, you know, that this is his last shot to make that kind of money that Vince may be indeed offering. Um, you know, you think about all the advice that his father and, you know, his brother must've given him, you know, just about like, you know, you think about all these other wrestlers, you know, who used to be able to draw thousands and now they're like, you know, essentially broke, um, in unfortunately a lot of, of cases, you know, that must weigh on him, you know? Um, and so I do, I'm not saying that, that I would never say like, Hey, that's the reason, but I, you know. I just I saw some folks being pretty dismissive of that, of that so I just wanted to push back also realizes, you know, with the recent influx of talent and just continued development of the stars that are there, uh, you know, he may be thinking um, that it's better for him, you know, even from a, you know, quality of wrestling standpoint to go away for a while and to come back and to be able to, uh, you know, have that shocking return back to AEW. Because how many folks, you know, who... I want to make fun of the neck tattoos and his entrance, as I have, and everything else. But, uh, you know, how excited will we be if we don't see Cody Rhodes fighting CM Punk, Jungle Boy, uh, Sammy Guevara? You know, these matches that we haven't gotten yet. How excited will we be to see those matches, you know, in a few years? Um, I think it'll be really powerful, honestly, Uh, that homecoming, or it could be, I should say. Um, You know, just like I was talking about with Samoa Joe last week, you know, you think about these people um, that really are integral to the uh, history of wrestling, you know, and uh, Cody Rose is absolutely that that person, you know, and uh, there's times where I've been, you know, bored of Cody, but I've always enjoyed Cody and I've always enjoyed watching Cody, um, if I'm being honest, you know, and um, this brings us to a new segment. That's right. We're in listener mail, but it's also a new segment. So it's like the whole like House of Black Kings, Knights of the Black Throne thing, or Kings of the Black Throne. I don't even know. Uh, it's like that thing. So it's a new segment called In Memoriam, but it is also, or I don't know, last. I was thinking like um, Last Rights. Yeah, Last Rights. That's what we're calling this segment. It's Last Rights. <laughs> Last rides, Cody Rhodes. No, I can't do that. That's that's too far. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we'll call it Departures. Departures, Cody Rhodes. Uh, where we just note, uh, you know, as AEW enters 2022, 20, uh, um, I expect we'll be seeing a lot of Departures. And uh, from time to time, uh, you know, we just want to note that with the simple thanks for the memories, folks. So, uh, you know, thanks for the memories. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. Back to listener mail. Um, I, I uh, yeah, this is this is all going to dovetail so so seamlessly. Um, so I had a few emails this week uh, just asking about who does the music, uh, JV, ad, just who who does the theme song for the show. Um, It's uh, my wife. Her name's Brett Irish. Uh, She is, uh, you know, quite an accomplished uh, musician here around town. Um, She was in a band called No Aloha. You know, their discography is on Spotify. You can check that out. Um, And uh, yeah, she's on Bandcamp, uh, .bandcamp brettirish.bandcamp.com and on Spotify. And uh, we actually met through doing uh, music stuff. She's, you know, been in bands for years here. uh, And I ran a local label in town for many years. And uh, we actually met. um, I heard her music before I met her. um, And things kind of, uh, you know, grew from there. And so, you know, within doing this podcast, uh, you know, her and I, creativity has always been at the heart of our relationship. And so, yeah. of course, she ended up <laughs> being involved with this, um, and for for the most part, enjoys wrestling. Even uh, even though she, I don't think she was thrilled when I started getting really into wrestling again, um, and and definitely not thrilled at how much our uh, four month uh, <laughs> like our from four month. Uh, I remember our four month daughter. You know, just old daughter, just loving wrestling already. Uh, you know. Loving wrestling more than I did when I was like eight, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I know she has some reservations about that, of course, uh, but uh, she really enjoys it for the most part um, and has really enjoyed, you know, as we've put some of this music out there, like that Book of Cody Rhodes thing and um, the, uh, the theme song and just some of these other things that like people have emailed in or messaged me and been like, wow, that's just like so great. Um, I think that's been like really cool for her, uh, to see, you know, just because it's one of those things where, uh, life can take you to some unexpected places. Um, I'm sure all of you out there, uh, can relate to that. Um, and, uh, you know, just recently, um, we've had a pretty rough time lately here, uh, here at the house as I'm recording this. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to be transparent here. You know, we had, uh, you know, our, my sister-in-law, her, her sister, uh, was in the hospital and it was a septic shock. It was a very tricky situation. And, um, uh, my son has had a lot of, uh, my son is 10 and has had a lot of pretty significant, uh, struggles and, uh, recently and, uh, Sunday night, I, uh, was one of the worst nights of my life, um, with him and, uh, uh, was up for about 24 hours and, um, in the morning, uh, sh- it was Valentine's Day, and she emailed me this uh, this CM Punk Valentine, you know, that she had had our friend Anna design, and uh, it uh, just really made me smile. And uh, I just, I, I, that's it's the kind of thing where, to be frank, I would usually post, but I would not usually tag the person that I'm ab- about unless it's a joke. Like you'll notice our Twitter account tags. Tony Khan and like literally everything. And that it's, it's a joke cause I know he would never see it. Uh, it's funny that I say that though, because I, for some reason was just like, you know what, if he saw this CM Punk would be like, oh yeah, that's cool. So I was like, you know what, this is the one time I'm going to tag CM Punk in something in, you know, for the rest of my life, other than the article I did, but obviously you're going to tag in an article. Um, but uh yeah he ended up uh, some of you listening may have seen this he ended up retweeting it um and uh of course you know it got a a lot more likes than my posts usually get let's just put it that way and uh it was just a really fun day and i really could not be uh more grateful to my wife for uh helping me out um I also want to mention, this is not something that I realized until recently that, uh, she came up with a copy for that Valentine, which is that I love you more than CM Punk loves ice cream bars. She came up with that. And, uh, I just, that's, that's pretty clever. You know what I mean? For someone that just started watching wrestling three months ago and never watched it before in her entire life. That's pretty clever. You know, I'm just saying, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just a very fun thing that happened that day. Uh, and Of course, now I'm like mortified because I'm like, oh, he's gonna go back to that episode that I <laughs> talked about of wearing mom jeans. Um, of course, I'm like mortified, you know, you have that like, oh God, like because you think about what you say on your Twitter and then you think about when someone actually like sees what's on your Twitter again, you know what I'm talking about. Um And uh, yeah, so that was just a, that was a, a a pretty wild day, I must say, Valentine's Day. Uh, just being up so late and then, um, yeah, having that weird CM Punk thing happen throughout the day, uh, which is obviously not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. And it's just crazy because I'm sure for him, you know, he was probably like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, GIF and then suggested GIF applause. <laughs> and just that, that was the extent of his thought about it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's just crazy. Imagine having the power to do that to somebody to have the, like, oh, yeah. I'll just, you know, give this guy something to smile about right now. Like I, um, I, yeah, if I could do that, I would just do that all day long, which is why, of course, I'm not someone like CM Punk um, for various reasons. Uh, so, yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to include all of you in that um, just because uh, it's it might be interesting context. And, uh, yeah, I did have so many folks reach out and say that they enjoyed the music for the show uh you know that that book of Cody uh piece um was uh he makes her uh very uncomfortable sometimes and so that was her working those feelings out uh which is uh yeah yeah it's interesting huh like if you go back and listen to that um i mean watching him obviously we've never met him i'm he's he seems like a lovely man Um, I'm saying just like his character is what I'm talking about. Just want to make sure that that's clarified. Uh, you can never be too, too, yeah, you can never be too careful, you know? Um, so yes, thank you for the memories, Cody Rhodes. Uh, next question in the mailbag. Uh, Jay for, uh, this was actually a series of questions. This was three different people. Wrote in um, and asked about what I think about Jay White. Um, well, we had we had a little bit of clarification here over the weekend with that. You know, I saw there was an interview where he talked about uh, wanting to put the Bullet Club back together. Um, and you know, with all these moving pieces, with Adam Cole, Kenny Omega coming back, um, and then you you know expand that out, and you think about the, all the other people that might be involved like i know i'm not the only other i'm not i know i'm not the only person that would love to see this but the uh the Ibushi possibility <laughs> is just like uh that would be an amazing thing to see on tv that would be an amazing moment um and i'm not as knowledgeable about any of this stuff uh you know when it comes to um japanese wrestling and uh you know the history of the bullet club and all in all these things uh you know i'm not knowledgeable about the lore aspect of that you know <laughs> um but Uh, you know, you continue to think about AEW, uh, just that that idea I talked about last week of, uh, you know, that they have an opportunity to be a steward of sort uh, when it comes to wrestling history. Um, And it makes a lot of sense from that aspect, you know, to bring in Jay White and to run an angle like that. Um, You know, I do worry, though, you know, as we get into uh, some of these more stable, focused angles, uh, you know, particularly with the title, Um, I do worry, you know, just like what that does to the wrestlers that aren't part of that stable or any stable. Um, But uh, that's just kind of always how I err on the side of things. I don't know. And that probably says something about the kind of wrestling fan I am. Uh, Tyler wrote in and uh, thanked me for some comments that I made last week about Samoa Joe. Um, and again, you know, when I talked about like how nice or cool it would be for Samoa Joe to come back, I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, bring back Samoa Joe and give him the title and he can just have the title for a year. Like, I'm saying like, bring Joe back for a few months. Um, let him revisit, you know, some of his classic Ring of Honor feuds. You know, who would not want to see all that stuff like him and CM Punk again? Of course, you know, that's the one that's obvious, you know, but there's so many other people I'd, I'd love to see Samoa Joe wrestle against. Um, the, the big one to me that comes to mind that you might not think of is powerhouse Hobbs. Can you imagine powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe, you know, like the promos and like, Oh boy, like that would just be a, a great matchup. Um, also, um, uh, Miro you know, once, once Miro's back, like that would be a, that would be a good one too. Um, there's just so many options there. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I it was interesting. Yeah. Just to, um, here, uh, the idea, just the idea of Samoa Joe coming back in AEW and what it would mean, um, and you would have to think too, you know, that they would have an eye toward, you know, making him like a trainer since he's shown how, you know, good he is at that in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, it almost seems odd to me, you know, that he that this hasn't happened already, you know. Um, I, it's not something I've seen much reporting on uh, recently, anyway. Um, so yeah, I would be interested to see, you know, like just. Um, Maybe with a reason why, you know, uh, Samoa Joe to AEW hasn't happened already. Um, So I'll be back uh, in a bit here. That's the end of Listener Mail. And um, yeah, I will be back in a bit. So, you know, I did want to take note of something. um, And this is kind of, these sorts of segments are not going to be common, just so you folks know. So if if you don't want to hear me talk about this kind of thing, uh, don't worry. This is kind of like a one-time deal. Um, But something I wanted to talk about uh, is just that this is the second week in a row where I feel the need to comment um, on something that's going on in WWE, you know? And, uh, you know, as an AEW podcast, of course, uh, one could assume, you know, I'm not doing a WWE podcast uh, I'm not even doing a wrestling podcast. I'm doing an AEW podcast. Uh, and those assumptions that you can make about that, uh, in most cases are probably accurate in all of those cases, you know, where it is like, I of course have an AEW bias. I host an AEW podcast, you know, uh, that's identified, you know? Um, I, and that's, that's why like the idea of, um, I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine just about that critique of the ringer that I was going to record. And he was saying like, that, like, what if David Shoemaker hears about this and wants to have you on the show? Like, that would be like a Jon Stewart crossfire situation, you know? Cause like, I, I host an AEW podcast, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Tucker Carlson on Crossfire. Um, And frankly, in a lot of ways, David Shoemaker, man, you're getting like Tucker Carlson on Crossfire. Straight up, you know? Um, And, uh, yeah, I just felt like, you know, at least clarifying, like, I guess my position on WWE or, uh, you know, uh, my take on WWE. And, uh, you know, obviously I watch a little, you know, to stay informed, um, and you know, cause I always have an eye on wrestlers that might be coming to AEW, you know, so of course I'm going to watch WWE, you know, uh, ding. anyway, uh, I'll have to ask, um, my wife, Brett, if she'll, if she can think of a sound effect for when I, if I have any singers like that again, um, I'm sorry, that's the last time I'll, I'm, that's the last time I'll do something like that, um, you know, I watch the big pay-per-views and I, uh, I'm always have an eye for wrestlers that, you know, are maybe coming to WWE. So, um, I also, you know, I, I watched that tournament show recently or the, I watched the last, uh, GCW show, not this last one, but the one before. Um, and I know there's someone out there listening being like, well, of course you watch that. Like, you know, I know that's not that much, but I'm just saying that like, uh, that's that's how I watch WWE, basically. It's the same way as I'm watching that. Um, and so the one thing that I keep coming back to, or I used to, I guess I should say, uh, recently hasn't felt like this as much. Uh, it's felt like something worse. But for a long time, uh, my association with WWE has been similar as The Simpsons, actually. Uh, you know, The Simpsons. Um, you know, that is like a, you know, that would actually be like a really good... Uh, like a YouTube video would be comparing WWE to the Simpsons. Um, there's actually a a lot of similarities there, both in terms of like, uh, just like how the decline happened and then the financial reasons as to why like both shows will never go off the air, even though like their audiences at this point detest them, you know, um, not their audience. I guess their core fans is what I should say, not audience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I treasure like those great S- Simpsons seasons and I even like a few seasons into the era where it's like kind of well agreed upon that it's not good anymore. Um, but at some point though, um, that, that's, that used to be how I viewed that relationship, you know, like that WWEs like the Simpsons where like, you know, I'm never, I'm not going to like turn on the Simpsons every week, but like maybe if there's an interesting guest, I'll watch the Simpsons. Um, kind of situation actually I would never watch the Simpsons what am I even saying um I, I saw the Simpsons movie you know what I mean like if there's a, something novel going on you're going to watch or if like you have a reason like you know I want to see the, which wrestlers might come to AEW like what, what they're like you know like of course like I'll watch that um but uh there lately though I will say this like uh WWE has um they made me feel like it's something, like, much more sinister, honestly. Uh, you know, with the recent Saudi Arabia stuff, uh, especially, like, how they're forcing their wrestlers to, like, promote it on social media you know, with the women's rights angle, which is just, like... Uh, I, I'm not qualified to speak on that issue in particular, but, like, just... just it's This information is out there, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, doing... We- <laughs> Uh, the Saudi government paying you $150 million to do this kind of outreach. Uh, You know, this isn't speaking truth to power. Like, that's not what that is, Uh, you know. And it, it just feels like something a lot more sinister, you know, where it's like I can't just view WWE like I view The Simpsons, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just, well, I wish I liked watching that still, but I don't you know there's just a lot of ways in which uh you know that company has crossed the line over the past 20 years frankly um so yeah you know um i've i've something else I, I, I wanted to um i guess own up to a bit uh is just that i've i've been critical of uh some other wrestling podcasts on here um i want to be clear that like uh, the only podcasts out there that like I actually hate uh, and think that like are actively bad for existing are like the wrestling shows that are on The ringer. Um, like I have a lot of thoughts on the ringer and Bill Simmons, you know, who I used to love, to be frank, um in general, you know, and just like all they've done to kind of like shape co- conversations around culture into like a bro intellectual wasteland, you know. Uh, but with this wrestling show specifically, uh, you know, this might be like the worst thing that they've done yet, you know, in terms of no longer just like, of course, you know, the moment the ringer signed a deal with Spotify, like you knew they weren't really interested in like, uh, you know, being an advocate of progressive values, you know? Um, like in some ways, you know, they, I, I'm not going to say that like all of the hosts, you know, don't do a good job on their individual shows. But I'm saying that, like, as an editorial mission, uh, you know, we knew when they signed a deal with Spotify, uh, just like as I'm talking about, like, if you sign a deal with the WWE, I'm not going to take your WWE, like, uh positive points versus AEW very seriously, you know? Just as no WWE listener should... Take my anti-WWE points seriously, you know? Or um, at face value, I should say. Uh, Of course, there's going to be a bias there, you know? Uh, But with this Ringer stuff, it just kind of seems that where it's like the double whammy of, oh, it's brought to you by Spotify. Oh, and we have like a WWE deal too. Uh, You know, that just seems like a step too far to me, frankly. Um, And I do feel like I, and I'm sure there's folks out there that would say that, you know, in terms of like the editorial content that things have not changed. Um, but I really do feel like it has changed, you know, and it's crossing the line into like chilling essentially. Um, you know, I just listened to, uh, this segment that was, that just happened where it was David Shoemaker, who I used to love, honestly, like, um, And I know his book is somewhat controversial, um, but I always enjoyed listening to his show, you know, um, for the most part, anyway. Um, And I just listened to this segment um, where, yeah, you know, it's really the kind of thing uh, that Tucker Carlson, you know, would listen to and be like, you know, this seems a little one-sided to me, you know, Uh, and Bill Simmons, you know, in general is just like the best example that i can think of when it comes to like uh men like suddenly losing their ability to bullshit as they get older uh you know you know if you hop on the bill simmons like reddit it's mostly his fans who hate listening to his show now wow meta commentary uh but it's it's these fans that like hate listening to his show uh Basically being, like, how obvious it is that, like, he didn't actually watch a lot of the, like, basketball games that he talks about on his three-hour basketball podcast. You know, it, it's pretty obvious at times. Um, and uh, I don't think it could be any more obvious. If you go go and listen to it for yourself, you know, judge for yourself. Uh, I don't think it could be any more obvious that, like, he's never seen a minute of AEW programming. Other than, you know, some YouTube clips, it's very obvious he's never sat down and watched a dynamite um, or, you know, certainly not a pay per view. You know, he certainly has never seen like full gear. You know, he's seen, uh, you know, the Ringer YouTube (laughs) review of it. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, you know, that's like the extent of the amount of research that he's done, you know? Um, And I've always had like in the back of my mind this like, Oh, well, you know, I I like David Shoemaker. Like, thank God he's on this show, you know? Um, But lately, it's like, man, uh, he's, like, talking about wrestlers' bodies and, like, saying that, like, AEW needs to get bigger dudes and just stuff that, like, I never, ever remembered him saying, you know? And I'm sorry. It's like, I know this might sound ridiculous, but, like, it begs the question, like, is that Vince that I'm hearing right now? Uh, You know? which is exactly why uh, you don't go into business with the exact thing that you're supposed to be covering because it begs those questions, you know? Um, And again, I know folks can be like, well, you host an AEW podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I host an AEW podcast. Like the opening minutes, like my wife is singing about Jungle Boy, man. Like, I'm not saying that this is like, uh, you know, hard-hitting journalism on here, you know? Uh, It's a blend. You know, sometimes I will have some like, things like this where I want to talk about commentary but more often than not I just want to see here and talk about wrestling a little bit. I'm not portraying myself as an authority on wrestling as like the ringer wrestling show clearly is. You know? That's the difference. Um, you know, and I'm also not going to sit here. I know some of you may be thinking this. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, act like AEW versus WWE is like a battle of good and evil or something like that. You know, I mean, AEW, ultimately, they're in the business of making money, not in the business of doing good works, you know, obviously. I will say, though, that like right now, like AEW seems like a net positive, at least in the wrestling community, or at the very least, they're not doing as much like demonstrable harm (laughs) as WWE is doing and that they've done for 20 years, people. So yeah, I'll admit, you know, I was wrong on here a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you know, it was I, I believe it was like the first episode where I com- I complained about certain types of podcasts, you know. And uh, you know, again, you know, a lot of this is just the week I've had, but you know, I'm just gonna be real here. Um I've uh, had a few messages, you know, and an email saying that folks appreciate how positive I am about AW compared to other podcasts, um, some of which are named, you know, uh, and that kind of thing, though, I really regret bringing that up, to be honest, just like the type of podcast I don't like, where it's like overly negative. And at the end of it, you wonder, like, do these people even like this? I, I regret even bringing that up, though to be to be frank um because that kind of thing is like a matter of preference you know and in the scheme of things uh you know when we talk about like the legitimate harm uh you know that i believe these ringer podcasts are doing uh i really should not have even brought it up uh you know especially when i enjoy listening to a lot of those shows those shows that are kind of like uh more of like a critical like uh, you know, like, let's review this thing, but, like, it's going to be, like, 80% negative and, like, 20% funny, you know, is usually the blend. Um, And I want to be clear, I'm not singling anyone out in particular. This is just a genre of podcast. Uh, and that's just kind of what the medium is, is that there's kind of these genres, you know? um, And someone like me, you know, where, uh, you know, I have had these other interests like music and various other things, Um, it's like, I can tell you like, this is pretty like universal, um, this, this format where, um, and to be honest with you, like, uh, you know, were I to, when I was doing the record label stuff, were I to have a music podcast? Um, it would be more negative than any wrestling podcast, more critical, more negative, more cynical than any wrestling podcast, frankly. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to own up and just say that, uh, Uh, I should have been more careful with my wording as to not offend any specific people who I heard were offended. Um, And also, I should have just not even brought that up as a thing of, um, you know, something to even bring that up as like a big negative when, uh, you know, on the other hand, you have these like ringer shows who... um, and. I also should just mention that, like, that Mac Mania show, that's usually a fun listen because the guys are obviously having fun. It's just that I think that their, uh, their extent of WWE, again, it's like like Kim Jong-un is like, hey, guys, it's maybe hold we'll back a little bit. Uh, and uh, But, yeah, that cheap heat show is just, ugh, man, that's a hard one. Uh, so, yeah, compared to stuff like that, I really should not have even mentioned that genre of podcast, specifically knowing that um, certain people might assume I was talking about them and be uh, understandably offended or irked. Um, Erudite is a great word, though. I just wanted to say that. Uh, It's our it's our dynamite preview for anyone who's still listening. Um, Thank you, by the way. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's our dynamite preview. Uh, so CM Punk speaks and he says when, where and when and the rules of how and where and when he'll fight MJF. Um, I think they kind of tip their hand there just including uh, that he'll decide the rules. Uh, you know, the obvious thing is like, oh, here's this feud that's had a lot of uh, interference. Let's put him in a steel cage, you know. Uh, but having just done that, And I'm just saying this out loud. So having just done that with the Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros in the cage, that's exactly what happened with that feud. Um, You know, So having just done that, would they now do that with CM Punk and MJF and put them in a cage? In saying that out loud, I'm realizing, yes, actually, Tony Khan would do that. He would just be like, yep, it's in a steel cage. Uh, And the thing is, is that he does that stuff. But then he does get away with it because then when I think about it, I'm like, do I want to see CM Punk in a steel cage with MJF? I mean, of course I do, you know, Um, and that's how he's tricky. That's how he'll trick you. He'll do something that's like lazy and doesn't make lazy or like doesn't make sense or like like isn't cool, you know, but it'll end up leading to something cool. And then you're like, well, OK, that's fine. It's kind of like if uh, you're in a lift. Um, and there's like really annoying music, but then you end up getting there anyway. It's you know okay, that's fine. All right, thanks, Tony. You know, I guess it's not like a lift. That would be more of like if a friend were taking you to the airport. I have friends that would play annoying music if they took me to the airport. Actually, um, yeah. Um, honestly, for me, I would love to see them do a uh, a dog collar match. You know, call back to that uh, that Raven feud. Um, but not just as the callback, you know, in CM Punk's career, but also just imagine that visual, you know, he's got to take off the Burberry scarf and put on the dog collar, you know, it would be incredible. I would think it would be just incredible. Um, and uh, I imagine we'll hear something from Keith Lee, um, who I, here's another hot take for you this week. Uh, I, I've And I I say that sarcastically. Uh, I find his presentation to be a bit dorky. Um, And I know, again, you know, that's not a scalding hot take, but like I because people have been saying that he's like corny or dorky or lame, you know, for quite a while, Um, even if they think he's talented, just, you know, just as I do, Um, so you know, extremely talented, you know. Um, it's just the presentation is, in a word, dorky. And I am surprised that that presentation was not really improved upon. Um, and, you know, I I know part of this is probably generational, honestly. And it's just that, like, uh, you know, for me, like, a big guy like Brody King or, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs, especially Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, the outfit he was wearing, you know, in the snow at the beach break. Uh, you know, that's kind of like more my vision of like a wrestler of that size, I guess. And I guess I have a bias towards that. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, I just, especially the limitless thing like that. Is that like this, like an athleisure brand, you know, like, is this like leggings for people that can't get leggings at other places kind of thing, you know, not to body shame, honestly, you know, like I, I wear leggings sometimes, but, uh, the the thing is is it's just a lot dorkier than i was expecting um and having said that you know uh i i do think he's super you know superbly talented um and i'd be fine like you know every you know second of television time that would go to cody, cody rhodes now goes to keith lee like that's an upgrade right now you know to be frank um And yeah, I'm not saying that like I hate Keith Lee, you know, I'm saying that it's just like I I was just a little bit surprised uh, that he wasn't put together in a presentation that's like a little less dorky, uh, frankly. Um, And I'm also just like a little weirded out just by this idea that he should suddenly like be given the title. Um, Although I guess that is something I heard on like a Ringer Wrestling podcast. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, Just. Disgusting corporate shells, frankly. You know, so this makes you wonder what's going on over there. Well, I know what's going on over here, uh, and that's that my family is taking advantage of HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Um, you know, don't forget dessert, folks. You can satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited-time goodies like Dunkaroos. Oh, I, I remember those. Uh, or Vanilla Delight Cheesecake. And HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And as you save on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping, that's more money to put towards your other 2022 goals. Um I have some goals, folks. I'm I'm sure you do as well. And HelloFresh is going to help me reach my goal of having a little bit more money to set away uh towards retirement. Uh we all need to have an eye towards that, fellas. Um, while some of us more of us need to trim our nose hairs than we would like to admit. Let's get real, guys. And it's a good time to think about retirement. And um, yes, uh, HelloFresh <laughs> will help you save uh, for retirement by saving $65 like that. Um, so you may be wondering at this point uh, how can I get HelloFresh? Well, um, if you go to hellofresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three, free gifts, um, that's how you can do that. That's hellofresh.com uh, slash VOW16 and use code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Hello, fresh back to dynamites a match i couldn't be more excited about uh Sammy Guevara and darby allen um for the tnc title um i'm expecting you know i it is just astounding uh you know that we may have another like you know 30 plus minute uh classic match on tv um where uh just it's a, it's a great time right now um frankly you know if they're still able to uh, you know, shuffling this new talent, you know, as they lose these older stars, and to still put on, you know, like a a, a thirty-minute high-quality match on a weekly basis, um, that's pretty good, folks. You know, um, uh, Wardlow and Max Caster, um, this I actually uh, yeah, I mean, you do wonder, like, uh, is this eventually like, are they gonna maybe like just kind of put pause on that MJF? Uh, Wardlow thing and like maybe actually do something with him um, before they split you know it maybe establish Wardlow a little more before that split happens um, that's what I wonder you know seeing him included in that match because um, it's 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 hard to imagine Wardlow losing a match like that in the way that they've built him up and I guess that kind of speaks to that they've done a pretty good job of building a Wardlow um, you know, Danielson and Moriarty. Um, I'm sure that's gonna be great. And um lastly, uh, you know, this is another match that could go, you know, they could have this be the match that goes uh 30 minutes and is really good. Um, but uh Mercedes Martinez versus Thunderosa. That's right. Thunderosa. This week's worth of wisdom this week this week's words of wisdom are for Thunder Rosa um, I uh, I know what it's like to feel ganged up on to feel like uh, the world is unfair um, should I speak in kayfabe during these segments if you like if you like this idea uh, or don't uh, just let me know uh, next pillar gmail.com um, I also know how it feels like to be, uh, ganged up upon, um, but here's the thing, Thunder Rosa, uh, we all know, uh, you know, you come from a graveyard, uh, that's, uh, it, it's hard to, to really, uh, imagine what that must be like, uh, to be in a graveyard, um, and for me, uh, from where I sit, Thunder Rosa, you know, I, uh, I, I know you have it in you. I know that Mercedes Martinez here. This is just another domino to fall. For uh, you know, you can be a champion. And additionally, I, um, I I enjoy the face paint. You know, I really do. Uh, it's something that uh, uh, my daughter loves watching. It one, one of her favorites. Uh, uh, she loves um, uh, uh, Lucha Bros, Thunder Rosa. Those are, those are the favorites favorites around the house. Uh, Just uh, uh, have a wonderful contest tonight, and um, the words of wisdom are: uh, If you feel gained up on, just remember that uh, you come from a graveyard. See you next week, folks.